So you're a fan of Atlanta United. And you heard ATL on Fire has crazy insights to your favorite team. Or maybe you're just here for the crazy. Amar said it? You've got to be kidding me. Nah, I'm here to produce, keep the sanity, and of course, drink wine. Or maybe to hit the buttons. And crank up the crazy. Whatever you're here for, we're going to talk about it all. I'm Dave Cass. I'm Mikey Dobbs. And I'm Carmen Butler. And this is... The ATL on Fire Podcast Show. All right, coming back at you live here, ATL on Fire on a Monday night, Dave. We're keeping to the schedule. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's another episode of ATL on Fire, the show where we talk all things Atlanta United Football Club. Carmen, Dave, how's everybody doing? I'm still grooving to that intro. Yeah. It's right. pretty good. <laughs> pretty sweet new intro. We're such dorks. Oh, awesome. Nice. I like it. Um, Carmen, how's the knee doing? Surgery scheduled? Ooh, surgery scheduled March 21st. Oh. Yeah, I know. So that's all right. I love this game. Love hate relationship. I'd like with to Roger. say goodbye to Carmen's footy career. <laughs> footy <know>. career. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Can we have Can we have a Carmen footy funeral <laughs> where we say all these great things about Carmen, the soccer player? Remember that time when? Yeah, there's nothing much to remember. Remember when the time. land shark gotcha? <laughs> Ended your career. It's what happens. It's bound to happen to all of us. It happens. I'm next in line. I think. Yeah. I'm going to give him a eulogy <laughs> to Carmen, the footballer. Well, we were able to podcast live last time at our sponsor, Wild Heaven Brewery. Let's uh, yes give a quick shout out to them. Uh, oh, delicious beer. A, a wonderful afternoon out on the back patio. Actually ended up there yesterday afternoon on Sunday to enjoy um, a couple uh, Belgian beers. Uh, Wild Heaven Invocation, one of my favorites. Uh, and then there's another one called stained glass that ended my day. Nick told me it was uh, like a 7%, but it was more like 9.5. You know what happened? Came home and slept. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. I didn't see there cause I never left. I've been there oh. since last month. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Oh man, the beer is great. And if you haven't checked it out already, you know, the podcast with Nick, the owner was uh, fantastic. I mean, uh, you yeah. know, it was a, it was definitely him interviewing us with some great questions. And yeah, it's uh, about time. Somebody interviewed the ATL on fire podcast. I like it. So, Now let's uh, shift gears. We're going to talk about the home opener against the San Jose Earthquake, where uh, I believe our prediction here at ATL on Fire was the game was going to be a draw. Yep. um, Which I I said 2-2 draw. Yeah, it didn't feel right um, because we're at home. We're just so used to winning at home. But um, I, to be honest with you, as the game wore on, I was 100% certain it was going to be a 1-1 draw. I felt like... We, Me we too. had to be able to get back the goal, but yeah, um, I was still uh, highly optimistic it was going to be a draw. Even go- going into extra time, it felt mm-hmm. like we were going to equalize. So I was like, "Oh, our prediction is is going to be right—a draw at home." We did not obviously have the full starting squad with uh, Etienne starting. Uh, Yakomakis, Yakomakis up front. Got it right, people. Yeah, we did not have Sosa in front of our back line. No, Abram uh, may or may not be our chosen starter, but outside of that, right, uh, everyone else was available. 
Yes. Unfortunately, they were all players who were on the team last year. Yeah. I mean, Etienne came in, you know, but the, the whole starting lineup was a team that was all available to us last year, obviously, with the exception, of course, that Robinson and Guzan, you know, were out. Right. So our starting lineup out of the back was Guzan, uh, Parata, and Miles in this as center backs, Gutman, Lennon, and then we had Ibarra, Josetu, Almada. Out on the left, we had Wiley on the right, inverted Araujo, and up front, Jackson Conway. Yeah, we pretty much got it right. We yeah. predicted. So. Yeah, that's that's spot on. And what what would you have changed as far as the starting lineup, Dave? Well, as far as the starting lineup, um, I guess not that much. I mean, I probably would have found a way not to start Jackson Conway. I mean, well, you know. Barry was available, right? They put him in later on in the game. Why not just yeah. give him the start? But honestly, you know. Why you, keep giving Jackson Conway a reward? If you're going to do that, though, if you're going to put a guy who hasn't really played with the team, why not start at the end from the beginning at top and play Wiley as well? You know, get the talent on the field. Uh, so who would be up front? Etienne. Oh, Etienne as a striker. As a striker, as a false nine, okay. right? And then play Wiley out left like wouldn't you, did. you do? Wouldn't you do uh, Araujo as your false nine? Yeah, you could. Yeah, uh, that's what, what I would do. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe put Wiley inverted and or Etienne. Yeah, but, but the b- bottom line being, why not play all three wingers, right? Yeah. And, and instead of playing a forward who really hasn't shown much. I mean, to me, Jackson Conway, you know, you say, all right, well, he didn't, you know, his hands were tied. But, you know, until that guy shows that he can score at the MLS level, I think he has to be no more than a, you know, 15, 20-minute player at the end of the game. Right. So, yeah, I was surprised he was rewarded a start out of the home opener. I mean, if you if you brought in this Barry guy, though, uh, is, a, is a recent signing uh, mm-hmm. who, at least before D.C., ha- had some goals, but none at D.C. Why not? Yeah, give, he scored why, MLS goals like you at say, least. Yeah, but, but yeah, exactly. Like you said, you know, he you, you signed somebody, you were going to bring them in as the number two, then mm. play them as the number two. Right. Uh, I, you know, I think you said that on the last podcast about, you know, a coach who's going to bring in a player like that. So why not just stick him in there? Yeah. You know, actually, I think that him as a player um, actually goes against what I was talking about in signing. I, to me, you really almost only want to sign a player who either A, you have a spot for and you really expect to be a starter or B, is a future, future talent. Okay. And he's kind of neither. Right. You know, I mean, you, maybe you say he's got a future or whatever and you say, all right, we got to have a backup or whatever. But you don't just sign a backup for a backup sake. Like if that's the case, then um, you would rather have, you know, a backup be Machop Chole, who you're giving a chance finally to or even Jackson Conway give a chance to. But I don't really like signing a guy from the outside who really doesn't have a role. I mean, it's a recipe for nah. Yeah. Okay. Now, what did you think of uh, player ratings going around the horn? Anybody stand out that had a fantastic game other than obviously Tiago Almada, who Tiago Almada in the last nine minutes was yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Maybe the last five minutes. Really. <laughs> what, what did you think of uh, Guzan's performance? Um, you know, no major problems there. He didn't spill anything. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, and yeah. I thought Miles Robinson was. Was solid the whole game. 
Um, I, I think it's the same as what I saw in the, the Chattanooga game. He didn't necessarily look to me the most explosive, but he doesn't look like he's far from being right. himself. And so there, you would, I mean, perhaps maybe our two best performances from Almada and Guzan. Is that fair in your opinion? Or would you put anybody else on the higher end of the spectrum in that game? Miles, you threw Miles in there as well. Gutman played pretty, pretty well. I would say Almada. <laughs> okay. So, Mike Adapts, I brought um, this wine. Oh, yeah. So, this is a uh, Will Amet, which which rhymes with damn it. From um, Oregon. Yeah, from Oregon. And it's a Pinot Noir, which they're famous for in yeah. the Will Amet Valley. Um, it's Lange. Um, and I brought it because I don't think I've brought a Pinot Noir on the podcast before. You have. I have? Yeah, oh, a couple okay. times. Yeah. All right. Well. I thought at least that's what that, happens when you drink a lot of red yeah, wine. Yeah, well, it means that we've done enough episodes yeah. that I can't remember yeah. every single so one. It's like sixty-eight or sixty-nine on the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Tally. But I brought it as a change. Yeah, because I think that, that uh, to be honest, I mean, and I'll, I'll throw this maybe to Carmen too, but mm-hmm. I did not see a lot to be optimistic about. I mean, we were pretty awful for the entire game. It was a hard watch. I mean, yeah. I That's a good I unfortunately wasn't able to go to the game. Uh, ha- had an awesome day on Stone Mountain with some family. Oh, cool. Um, and then we came back and unwound, and I turned on the, the whole Apple TV experience and checked it out. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the game had a lot to uh, ask for. We were not good. No. Go ahead. As, as my son has pointed out in the chat, I actually fell asleep. At the uh, beginning <laughs> of the oh. but I saw the goals because lulled he, to uh, sleep lulled by to our sleep, dynamic. Play. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot to be excited about until the last nine minutes. Okay, uh, yeah. Tyson's yeah. commenting. We had a comment on the, the live stream. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, <laughs> yes, but I will say, guys, I am going to be optimistic from here on. Now. I'm going to force myself, even if we don't have a reason to me. Yeah. I'm going to be the optimistic one. Because what gave you optimism oh, besides the part that you missed when you were asleep? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's more, there wasn't a lot to give optimism. I just feel like if I bring good, good thinking oh. into the space, into the universe for Atlanta United, I don't think maybe. it works that way. Yeah. We'll see. But also just to counter you guys, cause I have a feeling y'all will well. not be optimistic. What do you think? Mikey Dobbs? Uh, I was very not optimistic. And, you know, sadly so, uh, because, again, as you and I were just watching a little bit of the, the clips from above, it sounds or it looks like he's trying to make a few tweaks, but it's not enough. And it's just creating really the same issues that we had last year. And just by the eye test, right, a lot of people who I spoke to felt like, boy, this felt a lot like last year, the same team were looking at the same problems, the same feeling when you're watching the game, it was all there. Um, We got bailed out by two amazing plays by (laughs) two amazing shots by Tiago Almada. Yep. Um, You know, there was some, it was a nice layout. Do you want to start there on the positive before? Yeah, we... let's talk. Let's <laughs> positive. Let's let's start with the positive. I mean, good lord, that's super positive. So two things. Okay, I'm. Let me just talk about the positive. Gutman worked really hard to get down the flank. Earns a well earned corner with a tire. Herman, you want to bring up those clips maybe on the uh, the Apple TV? With, we could yeah, with the... with a tired team, right? Um, They're all at the very end. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> go to the end. Uh, go ahead. Mike. Go to the end. So, yeah, but Gutman goes down the flank and earns a corner kick, uh, which uh, I believe Brooks Lennon ended up taking. And we don't need to go to the re- the review. I'll I'll talk through it unless unless you're feeling confident. I do want to say something about this first goal, though. So, you know, I think we'll, we should bring it up. All right. What am I doing wrong here? So if you hit the yeah, hit the trash there. Change the scene to the dynamic one. Yeah, that one. All right. Yeah. No. I think, no, yeah. Too, oh, yeah. look at that. It's got to be on the dynamic. That's because that's how we roll. All right. dynamic. Not, not very intuitive, to be All honest. All right, so where am I going? Go to the end. The end. Go very the end. end. Just keep going. Yeah, just yeah, keep right going. Right keep going. It should uh, be about it. Let's see. Oh, there's the banger. Oh. No, oh, that's, that's the, the last. Goal. That's the yeah, second go one. Go back yep. a little bit. Go back that's probably a good bit. bit. A little bit further. Oh, there's fur. Okay. She got the shirt off, so that's the second goal. Uh, ah, we're still at the banger. Yeah, it's going to be far. it's going to be further back. Anyway, Lennon plays it to the top corner of the 18, and Almada looks like he's going to try to take it after his first yeah. touch, but takes another little shimmy to the right and bangs it and goes off the top post, and he pulls down his shirt to say. Uh, Fuerte Apache, which evidently is a restaurant, I'm assuming, in his hometown yeah. uh, in Argentina that uh, feeds a lot of the homeless and hungry people in the area. So he was uh, giving a shout out oh, nice. to the folks back home. And, and we yellow carded him as MLS for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a restaurant. Feed the homeless. It's feeding, Get a the, feeding the homeless. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now, Carmen, go back to that for a second, okay. because, you know, I know you've been watching a lot of goalkeeping with, with your son. <laughs> what? And Mikey Dobbs, feel free to comment. What is the goalkeeper doing? Like somehow right before Almada shoots, he like sits down. I think I have a a, a theory for it, but I want to hear your, your I theory first. I didn't notice. He's like, oh yeah. And it yeah. goes right over his head. I mean, it really ends up, I mean, it's a rocket, but yeah. it's kind of down the middle. So I think it's because of that little shimmy that Almada did that. A little fake. It was a little, but it was it was just to create, yeah, right there. I think he thought he was going near post just by, because he, he got screened a little bit. And because of that delay, he thought he was going near post instead of far post. He goes down and then boom, it's too late, up high off the top of the post. I think so. I think he was leaning the wrong way, Yeah. right? Which is amazing. Yeah, because but... he's a tall goalkeeper. Had he been set, he probably would have got a hand on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he had ever just stood up and didn't go anywhere, yeah. he could have just tipped it over easily. I mean, I'm not blaming him for that, I guess. But I, I, to me, I think a, a really excellent MLS goalkeeper is probably got to save that. But anyway, all so, credit to Almada. So at that point, I'm upstairs saying, I told you so. Because everyone was, one, did, one. was there that didn't want to listen to me. I was like, I told you we were going to tie this game. Yep. And Now, I want to say one more thing before you move. Maybe we're about to move to the last goal. Yeah. <clears throat> you know who gets an assist on that play? Brooks Lennon. Yes. Yeah, it's one of the classic assists. Now, later in the season, I just wanted to make a note of that because later in this season, Pineda is going to talk about all of Brooks Lennon's amazing assists and how he's the most productive <laughs> player ever. I don't. That I mean, it counts as an assist, but he passed a short corner, Mikey Dobbs. <laughs> That's not really. I mean, um, you know, probably your daughters could have played that ball. Yeah, it was not. 
I mean, I'm, he did what he was supposed to do. Did what he was supposed to do. He did. Yeah. There's nothing and, wrong with it. I'm not, and, I'm not criticizing. If those are, for those of you who are before you rail on us on Twitter, I'm not criticizing him for it. I'm just saying later this season when he's got an assist total, that should be factored in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was all Amada there. Uh, so then I forget who comes down in like the 99th minute or whatever the last dwindling five seconds of the game where yeah. somebody earns a foul. Do you remember who that was who got... I um, believe it's Araujo. Araujo gets taken from behind, I think. Yeah, for all his really um, struggle in this game, I think he earned that free kick. And so that sets up a free kick about, what, 25 yards out? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Araujo and Almada are standing over the ball. And, yeah, I, I was like, man, I really hope Almada takes this shot. I really do. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was what, that was going through my head as this, uh, as this transpired. And holy cow, Dave. I mean, that is stepping up and delivering when, you know, everyone knows that's where you're going. And there's only one place you can put it within a square foot. And he does it with power. You got to get it up and over the wall, but under the bar and still with enough power that the goalkeeper can't get over there. And watch what happens, people. It Mm. is a golasso. Just let it play. They'll probably show it 16 times. In the 98th minute. (laughs) Fuerte Apache, yeah. And he gets booked for his. Yeah. Just let it play, Carmen. They'll just go back to it, I think. Multiple times. That goalkeeper's like, all I had to do is cover that Daniel. corner. <laughs> and look how it just dips there at the yeah. end. It's, it really is a thing of beauty. It was well Gorgeous. hit. Gorgeous. It is worth watching 16 times. Yeah. Because that's a, not a short goalkeeper either. For those of us who are, you know, those of you criticizing us for being overly negative, we love that. Yeah. Do that. Pineda loves it. Oh, so that's the, that's the <laughs> other thing that I noticed here. Like, both goals, they zoomed in on Pineda. And you mm-hmm. could tell from his body language that there was such there was something there of relief because relief. Yeah. because because <laughs> of our performance had it had neither one of those goals happened oh. it would have been a tough press 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 conference for him yep and it still should have been a tough press con- conference for him but boy he got bailed out by those two goals yeah nobody asked him a tough question right I watched listen to the presser and nobody asked him like what happened the rest of the game. Right. Which. Yeah. So let's talk about the rest of the game, I guess. But I will say the, the MLS commentator commentators on Apple TV did basically agree with what we're saying that it was Kevin Egan, right? Yeah. Kevin Egan was you nice. know, said, you know, there wasn't much to be, I was at the game, so I wasn't watching on TV, yeah. but um, yeah. So, there's that. Now, what do you want to go to? The the goal that we gave up mm-hmm. to begin the game? I don't know what minute that was in in the game. It was something like 15 minutes into the game. Yep. There it is. So this goal came out of the back left corner of San Jose's buildup. Uh, a player picks it up. And frankly, just meanders up the field (laughs) first we see jackson conway try to make a tackle that had no effort then we see araujo make a lazy slide tackle 10 seconds seconds. make a lazy slide tackle like he's a 15 year old and then we see i don't know who's marking him up on the right side brooks lennon or someone 
Also, yeah, just play it from there. Also, not put any sort of real pressure or effort onto the ball. Um, really bad defending out of the midfield to begin with. And this guy just plays a long ball into the corner. Oh, that, it's actually further back. Yeah, that. way, Sorry. way further back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. the oh, That is just such a painful goal. So, yeah, the ball gets played long. We have plenty of people back. Uh, Gutman gets a little unlucky with the cross going in between his legs. Parata not committing uh, one way or the other. Lennon, had he just stayed away, probably <laughs> Miles Robinson to mark the guy up on the inside. Instead, Lennon lets him get the inside edge on him, and there's a header that goes in. Uh, Ibarra, I mean, can you go back to the beginning of this clip yeah, for a yeah. second? Abara also leaves his guy and confuses everyone. I mean, the whole thing was a hot mess, Dave. <laughs> go back a little further. Way further. Yeah, yeah okay. there we go. And yeah. pause it. All of all of that was terrible defense. Okay. All of that was such bad defense uh, to that point. And yet, Dave, we're still okay, right? Like, there's people back, right? Yeah, so so as Mikey Dobbs points out, like, we, we did a bit of ole in the midfield, right? He's dribbling through the middle, and Araujo misses, and then Obara gets turned. But, you know, after all of that, we actually have four. All of our, our four are back, okay? So, you know, you can't criticize the tactics – or can you? <laughs> because what I want you to say is, Carmen, uh -oh. can you please describe where Gutman is right now? Uh, very central and not near the dude with his arm up in the air. <laughs> the guy who's <laughs> waving desperately yeah. for the ball. And where is where is Gutman's back? It's it's yeah. facing that player that yeah. has his to hand the up. Guy with the More importantly, so 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 Gutman is ostensibly in the middle helping. Who is he helping on? Where is the closest San Jose player? What do we got? Yeah. It's got like, pulled back. Yeah. It's Eboisi who's... Who's like 15 yards 15 up the front. yards, and he's the guy who ends up on the back post and scores. But, you know, so first of all, right, as we talked about, right, so when you're defending, right, how can we possibly give up a guy that open? Right, so what should be right now, okay, is there, there are four things that should be different on this play, right? So first of all, one of our center backs should be very close to Abuis, right? Because there is no way they should be able to play that that easily. Right now, they can play him, and he could turn, and he could run at our center backs, and that's just shambolic. We have four back, and they only have really two up front with a third joining. He just dropped back into the soft space and no one pushed up. No one goes with him, right? So maybe you could say, all right, you know, if he goes so far back, you can release him to Arbara or Josetu, right? But, you know, in this case, they're not marking him either. So he's wide open. They choose not to play him. So that, that's mistake number one. Mistake number two is that... What should be happening is our right back should be marking their left forward, 
right? If you notice, Miles Robinson is standing right next to Brooks Lennon, right? Why is he standing there? The, we'll get to it in a minute on the tactical board. But because Brooks Lennon is always up the field, they have asked Miles Robinson, our center back, to mark their left forward, right? And so even though Lennon is back here, Miles Robinson is still feeling like he should mark he's, that he's guy. programmed to, to go there. And right. Instead of maybe you know, stepping up with a guy that's drifting into the center there. Yes. And then the third mistake is Gutman, who should be out close enough to address the guy who's waving frantically at the very bottom of the screen. Hey, I'm open. And when you play the clip, they're going to play a 40-yard ball over everybody's head, and Gutman can't even get close. Oh, he brought that down easily. Yep. Jeez. And, yeah. Unbelievable. So there's the problem. Set of events. Okay. So um, I think we can show it one more time just before I go to it on the tactical board because I'm going to tell you what but, happens. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, just the, the fact that everybody is facing the ball there too when we had so many people back. Nobody turned their hips. Again, it's just not – it's ridiculous defending. Just even from a fundamental standpoint, even the way people are positioned – with so many people back, Dave, that is not good. Okay, so go to 409. We're going to do this a little out of order. I'm sorry, Carmen, while, while you're talking All about right. it. Um, because I show that. Um, and Boom. Yeah, so, I mean, again, and you don't, you don't even have to play the clip, right? So if you look at Gutman here again on the, I just picked it out of the highlight package because it was happening all day, right? Gutman is again leaving that guy way wide on the outside, right? And he's super tucked in, and it's the exact same thing, right? So Gutman is marking nobody, right? He's he's not close enough to address the guy out wide. He's not central to help out on anybody, right? Yeah. We already have, I mean, you can't really see it on this clip, but, you know, so who's the guy in the center in this clip? That's Parata, okay? And where's Miles Robinson on this clip? He's playing. He's off the screen because he is responsible for marking their left forward. That's not Miles in the top of the key? No, press play. No, it's not. There he is. Ah. See? No, that was Miles. Well, I guess in this case, they had switched, right? So it was Miles up front, and it was Ibarra taking Miles Robinson place. But same difference, right? So the, there's a guy up front, uh, up there, yeah. right, and playing in the right back. In that case, it's even worse because it's Ibarra marking for Lennon, right? That's so a, let's, nice let's talk about it, right? Let's switch over to the tactical board, and I can tell you what, what's been happening the entire time. So I want to start by... Again, giving Pineda some credit, maybe. So I think Pineda has realized that one of the problems we had is that our right and left back were so far up the pitch that so many times they got countered in behind us, right? So I'll show it in a minute. I'm just making sure things move around. Yeah, we're good. Is it? No, it's not. We lost the connection. Let's see, tactical board. <laughs> Tactical board. What happened? I don't know. This is. Are you sure? This podcast is too technical. Too tactical. Yeah. It, 
It's the producer's fault. No, it's there. It moved. The ball moved. Did it? Yes, it did. Okay. If it's moving, I must we're say good. I haven't seen a move yet. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not actually. Yeah. Try bringing it up again, because I feel like we're connected here. Hit refresh and see what happens. Yeah. Reload. Reload. Why not? Do it. Do well, it. Did so Do much it. work. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're connected. connected. <laughs> All right. But now I'm in a totally different. Oh. I'm reload. reload mine too. I see your mouse moving. That must be a good thing. Yeah, we're we're working. No, but, look, working, uh, but, it's, no, it's but look, it's totally different. Does it have to come from here? I can jump on there. Can you move the ball? I don't even know how to move it. Yeah, I can. Move yeah. It. Okay. Let's do it. You're gonna move spots. Oh, yeah, let's move here it. Here we go. Let me just make sure. All right. I still want to punch something right now. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. You can stay there. Because I can reach this over here. Ooh. Oh. Aren't you oh. You switch, you switch your okay. Okay. Musical chairs. Wait, which one's your podcast? All right. All right. To the tactical board. To the tactical board we go. Make sure everybody can see you said tactical board. All right. This is yours. Oh, yeah. if, if you leave it there, I'm going to ah. drink it. There we go. All right. Okay, let me move it. Just give me a give me a hot second to move it. Conway. Wiley moving up the left side. Almada. Araujo. Brooks Lennon. All pressed up towards the top of the 18 on the offensive side. Robinson just behind midfield, marked up. Barata moving up on the ball. Gutman just behind half field. Click that real quick. I just want to make sure everybody can see it. Yeah. We're good. All right. Now you can. All right, so uh, I fixed it now where I was before. Woo! There <laughs> we go, people. All right, so so here's the thing, right? So what he's done is, for the most part, and we're gonna after this, we're gonna show a couple of exceptions where we were right, literally back to last year. I think I'm gonna give Panetta credit. So he realized that. One of the things that we often had was the two outside backs were so far up that they would instantly, this, the moment the ball turned over, they would be ahead of um, uh, both of our right and left backs, right? And it was just counterattack city, right? Which we talked about a lot um, on the podcast last year and even in the preview this year. So his solution is really that uh, we're going to kind of play three in the back and it's mostly most often going to be Goodman, Parata, and Robinson, as I've shown here. And they're going to be sort of three across the middle. And what that means is that offensively, Lennon is a winger. And occasionally, when we're on defense, he gets back as a right back. But mostly, he's a winger, um, which is, to be honest, you know, what he should be because defensively, he's not strong, right? Um, 
But here's the problem. So first of all, when Lennon was up here, as he was almost the entire game, right, he is completely stifling Araujo because all he's doing is bringing another defender over there. And Araujo, instead of having... So what should be happening is if Lennon were anywhere back normally... Now, Araujo... Araujo should have the whole right side to himself, and that's what you want, right? But he can't because Lennon is up there all the time. So Araujo is trying to make this run in the middle, right? And, you know, Araujo had another absolute frustrating nightmare. So I think, to me, this is this is really hampering Araujo. And again... You know, the other team, you know, how to beat Atlanta United. You just allow Brooks Lennon to be out there. He was out there open all day, and it didn't do any good. He he made one real offensive contribution late in the game where he showed up in the six-yard box, but he wasn't even out wide. He just showed up as an extra striker, yeah. you know, which, okay, but I would like to have him show up as that extra striker a lot without being out wide there all the time, right? There's yeah. no problem with him doing that. Yeah, by Lennon being out there, you saw – over and over again, Air Uzio feeling the pressure and making bad mistakes of trying hero shots from way outside the 18 right. and hitting it into the stands. Because there's nowhere for him to run by people. He doesn't have that freedom of motion because right. Lennon's out there crowding his space. Okay, but here's the, here's the other problem, and I'll put the ball, you know, where it's just uh, turned over or something, right? So we turned it over somewhere in here and they win it, right? Um, here's the other thing. Right. So because Lennon is up the field all the time, he has made Robinson responsible for in behind there. Now, that's an improvement in some respects. At least it's not a barra, although you saw it on this last clip that we played. It, it was a barra. But anyway, mostly it's not a barra. Mostly it's Robinson playing that role. Right. So now Parata is matched up 1v1 with their striker. But because of that, he has Gutman here. We've shown it now twice. Right. Gutman is right in the center of the pitch. And what that does, as you saw on this goal, right, is it leaves all day out here. Right. This ball here. Right. They had open all day long. Yeah. Right. And on top of that, now Robinson, who's our best defender, is out wide where he can't stop something going right up the middle. So multiple times in this game, they just played right out to the open number 11 in this case, right? And then it's Scramble City, right? Gutman has to kind of try to come over here. And then, you know, he's late and you saw him get all the way to the, the end line, right? And after that, you know, in the end of the day, Lennon is sprinting back, right? He's coming back in here, but Robinson doesn't want to leave this guy yet. So at the last minute, you know, Parada will leave his guy to help over here. Robinson's trying to switch here, and Lennon's trying to get back in here. And it's like a last-second three-player shift, right? It's never going to work. Never. <laughs> right? And all of this... The only reason to do any of this, Mikey Dobbs, is if Brooks Lennon you consider to be your most dangerous player. Yep. Right? Because this system, it's like the entire system has been devoted to getting Brooks Lennon open on the right. Which absolutely crushes Arizona's freedom and what, yes. what his strengths are. 
And honestly, who would you rather have open on the right? Lennon or Araujo? That's amazing, man. Why? 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 Okay, so and, so and is this is this also, in your opinion, a detriment to Conway too, who was invisible, right? Because in this in this scene, right, it pinches Araujo into Conway's space, and it's like a little bit of a yeah. Araujo goes into Conway's space. Conway goes into Almada's space, and it's all cascading. I agree with yeah. you completely, yeah. because Lennon is there, and again, it's one thing if Lennon occasionally makes a run forward in a dynamic fashion. If Araujo runs out of space and he's drawn a lot of people and now he overlaps into a dynamic that's great but that's when he needs it the most of the time if i were playing behind araujo i wouldn't go anywhere close to him right if he gets in a one-on-one -on, -one on the outside as we're going to see in a minute when we show the clip right. right i mean forget it there is nobody in space who can handle him yep. right but he didn't have any space because lennon was in the space boy they so his solution over this, he watched the clips over the season, and over the offseason, right, Pineda? And his solution was, look, we don't want to be caught as many times with only two in the back, and so we're going to play unbalanced with Lennon forward all the time and Gutman back most of the time. That'll allow us to play a standard three. Yep. But when you play a standard three, now Miles Robinson is over as right back, Gutman is the center back, uh, Parada is the center back, and Gutman is the left back. Yep. And because it's an unbalanced version of that, it's not even a straight version of that, he has Gutman coming in so far to make sure that nobody runs through the middle that we're giving out that weak side wide open. And they used it and used it, and a terrible team used it, right? But, it, but it, it, that's how he gave up the goal. 100%. So, so there's that. All right, get back here, Dave. Cat speaks the truth. That I mean, that right there is the truth. I mean, that was the replay over and over again. Now, I was a little concerned though about the effort in the midfield too. So, we our I agree. Our our midfield right now um, with Abara and and Jose too. Yeah is a bit concerning. What do you, what do you see from them in terms of is issues and, or how does this whole cascading effect impact them? If, if things are designed around Lennon, what I the saw, right side. In the, what I saw in the middle is a lack of Soso. That's all I saw, you know, because those guys can't get, you know, don't do really well in the tackle because, um, and in fairness, at least to be honest, Right. One thing that could be better in this system is we have three guys back more often, which means we're a little more marked up. And if we get Sosa in there instead of Josetu, you have Sosa now really, you know, guarding our back four. Abara helping him out. It's a much better defensive midfield. And we might, might turn the ball over. Yeah. That's got to be what, what, what you're hoping for. But it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> it's not necessary. And Araujo is going to be super frustrated the whole season this way because Brooks Lennon is taking his space the whole time, right? I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, and everyone's going to be like, Araujo sucks. Why did we pay that much for him? Well, Araujo, you know, and maybe this is a great time to go to the clip, clip Carmen, because if you watch um, 4.34...
gonna switch over to that one. 434. Oops. Oh, wait a second. You gotta go to the gotta top right it. tab and then switch to it, and then we should be cooking. Alrighty. I feel for you. I try oh to figure this stuff gosh. out beforehand. All right, let's see. So let's just do it this way. Yeah. I'm going to do it that way. There That's we fine. go. <laughs> that works. All right. You said 434? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to start from here. Is that all right? I think it is. See if we play it. I feel like we've been a little bit ahead on all these clips. No, there it is. Araujo running in space. Araujo running in space. Unstoppable. Right? I mean... There is nobody who can handle that, right? Oh, and that's a, that was a nice right? shot, And too. it was his right foot, too. So yeah. stop it now. Stop it now for a second. The difference on this play, Carmen. Where is Brooks Lennon? Brooks Lennon <laughs> is back defending. And so yeah. finally, Era Ujo has the entire right side to his self. And he's just going to take on the whole team. team. Yeah. Right? So anybody so who any, tells me that, that Era Ujo is no sucks. good, yeah. look right. at this. He's like, this is my chance. Yes. Like, give him the feel. So if uh, this is what we've been saying. The fullbacks just stay back, and this team will crush it. Yeah, if you could do this. I mean, it doesn't mean that Wiley can't bomb up or Lennon can't every once in a while. But and this I have to is... say, when Lennon is back, believe it or not, God bless, he has got Lennon pinched in too, and he wants Wiley and Araujo to mark in behind them because he's so concerned about giving goals. And if you would just leave Araujo there all the time, be like, dude, don't defend. I mean, maybe a little bit in the midfield, fine or whatever. But when we're defending in our own penalty area, I want you hanging out right there. We're going to give you the ball and you're a one man counterattack. Watch this. Play it. It's see ya. And <laughs> see, see ya. ya. <laughs> like, yeah. And a beautiful, That's beautiful a pass ball. Almada. And then he gets it back right footed. Actually Ooh. a really nice effort. Yeah. Really nice effort. It really was. All right. So there's something good. Yeah. There's something well, good. Because everybody's knocking Araujo this whole game. They said he had oh, a horrible, yeah. horrible game. And he did. He was completely ineffectual because Lennon is in his freaking space. Get out of his space. <laughs> oh, I think we need, uh, we need our own takes. What are we going to call our fire takes? Like, we need a couple, right? <laughs> Lennon, get out of Aerojo's space. Yeah, we could do, like, one of those videos, you know, like um, when they say, you know, give peace a chance. Get out of his ways. <laughs> I knew the rap Get song. out of his space. Move, Lennon. Move get Lennon. out the, the way. way. Get, get out, out the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Very nice. Um yeah, because again, you know, the other thing about you see on all these clips, Wiley is marking in behind Gutman. And so that way, when Gutman wins the ball, right? Or when Wiley wins the ball, let's just let's just make it a theme of this year's podcast. When Wiley wins the ball, who's Wiley supposed to be playing to? Wiley. Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible. You cannot, as a left forward, be behind our left back. And then suddenly be on the there available for the outlet. Is that possible, Mikey Dodge? Nope. <laughs> um, but you don't need Araujo to have an outlet to Araujo. He can just dribble through that space where Araujo typically would be. Yes. He just needs to have the space to get to Araujo's And space. you know who else can do what Araujo just did? Wiley. Wiley. 
Yeah. Ah. Right. Dude, that or Etienne, presumably. Yeah. We haven't seen enough of him, but yeah, no, we've I mean, got dynamic players. Yeah. And they can run, just get out of their space. <laughs> so I have a question. Do you think Ten Hag would do a better job of coaching this team? Yes. Ooh. Yes, yes, and yes. Because actually, to, I have said it over and over. I mean, actually, Atlanta United's problems remind me a lot of what Manchester United's problems were. Right? So there was a couple of things. So they had their backs pinched in under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And the moment that Ten Hag came there, he stopped that. They don't have him pinched in so far anymore. He's like, you have to be close. You can come in. Like, you don't have to be standing next right. to him, right? It'd be idiot. But you have to be close enough where you can get out there. Yeah. So that's that's step one. Step two is to have a center back who actually is up and challenging for the ball. We have one of those, too. His name is Miles Robinson, yeah. right? He is fantastic one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And if we would just let him go get on the forward, he'll win the ball. So do you think on that goal we got scored on, had Miles stepped up on that guy, we would have been better off. And yes. even if he passes it to that short pass, which he didn't do, he played it long. Right. But let's say he did, and Miles gets beat. He's gonna Miles will do Miles. He'll get back. He'll chase him <laughs> down. Chase him down. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Take the ball off him. Do a spin move. Do three spin moves, and then pass it forward. So Manchester United has a one man guy who wins the ball at midfield. His name is Lissandro Martinez. Right, and that has changed everything. We used to have McGuire, and even when McGuire would win the ball, it would be retreating and whatever. He's on the front foot all the time. He's yeah. aggressive. He's attacking. Right, and uh, you know, I think they had a nickname him when he was at Ajax. They called him the Amsterdam Killer, yeah. which is pretty good because he it. used to go and he's like, "My job is to go up there and get, win the ball." And you saw it on that play. No one was even trying to win the ball. We had guys back. They're gonna go back. And back and go all the way to our own six yard box. Like, first of all, go up and get the ball. Because as soon as you do that, then the last step that you need, the other thing that Ten Hag invoted, he finally got them a defensive midfield, Casemiro. We also have a great defensive midfielder. His name is Sosa. Yeah. Right. So the moment they would do that, then all of a sudden Sosa would be hunting. We'd win the ball up top. If you can get the ball off a turnover to Wiley, Araujo, uh, Almada one-on-one, -on -one, they will win those battles and we will score. All right. All right. Are we getting the Greek? One more, one more clip, 512, because I just want to show you that even though mostly he seems to have resolved the problem, not always. Because Lennon, I mean, Lennon is playing like a robot or maybe a chicken with a head cut off. There's no thought to his game at all. He just goes right up to field and he stands there all the time, like automatically. It doesn't matter. Gutman is actually making some reads and Gutman occasionally is getting forward when it's warranted, but mostly he's back. Yeah. He's actually making decisions. Lennon is not making decisions at all. And if you're going to do that, right? Okay, maybe you think that Lennon is the answer at right midfield as a winger. Why would you ever ask him to come back? He can't defend. You saw it on the goal. He doesn't get in front of a guy, right? Yeah. So just leave him there. Yeah. Just play three in the back. So now you're suggesting three in the back? Why not? If you're gonna, I don't think we should do that. I would actually like to play with a four in the back. Yeah. I'd play Hernandez behind. And to me, I would never play Lennon at right back. I would no. only play he's him not a right back. He's, he's not, not a right back. He's not a right back. He's a winger exactly. in a three-back system. Right. So go to 512 because... This is the classic thing that we've seen over and over and over, right? So we're going to turn the ball over, 
And I just want you to, to notice the position. I, actually, Goodman's on the ball right now, right? But notice, just play the clip and notice when they win the ball, San Jose, where is Goodman and Lennon? Right there. Oh, this is not the clip. Oh, that we sorry. Were. Which one? I think. Oh, you got to go. Um, we're not doing so back, well with our back, timing here, David. Don't you have the minutes down, dude? You're letting Carmen down here. Oh, yeah, just You're go supposed back. to have the damn minutes oh, yeah, marked, Dave. It was right. Five, go go back just a few seconds before that, because I just wanted to show you where it before. is. Just a couple seconds before. We were just a little oh. bit late. We've oh. decided after tonight's podcast, Five, Dave, you've, you've lost your reign of disruption <laughs> on this podcast. You're done. You're done. We're working with the no, Apple Carmen, TV clips. I'm going to rein this, this back call. in. I'm going to rein this back in. Go to 510 instead of 512. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Is this it? No, just play it because uh, <laughs> it'll get to 510 in a second. And I'll, I'll tell you when to pause it just a second. Okay, so there's there. They'll go to the next clip. Now pause it. Oh, boop, boop, boop. Okay, so there it is. What I wanted to point out is that Gutman is all the way up left, right? And in this case, you notice that they actually what we're going to happen is that um, Gutman and Lennon are going to combine, right? Gutman is actually going to play to Lennon in the six yard box, and he misses. It looked to me when we were live that it was kind of a sitter, but actually on this replay, it looks like the defender actually blocked the angle. But we don't need Gutman playing to Brooks Lennon. If Gutman is there, Brooks Lennon should be back. Right. Right. And look where Lennon ends up. He'll pass the ball. Gutman plays to Lennon. Okay, so Lennon is right there again, and he comes right across. He's right at the penalty area. Yeah. Now stop it. Okay. If we lose the ball right now, who's back? Not a lot. And who is <laughs> who's pushing up on the far right here now? Yeah, who is that? Somebody has taken his got a space. I think that's the new kid. The, that's the, Barry. No, uh, he, yeah, it's Barry. Why eighty six minute? Why wouldn't he be in the box? I don't know. That can't be Barry. No, it's either Barry. that or it's that's Jose. Not, don't, too. don't screw it up. It's Jose. Too. That's not who's that to who's that to's uh, twenty. It looks like a twenty. It could be a twenty. I love this. All our old eyes were like, yeah, I can't see shit. What does that say? <laughs> Is there a way to zoom? I don't know. Right. It'd be Araujo. That is not Araujo. He's 10. And that's not, yeah, I think that's, that's 10. That's Araujo. That's 10. He's too long. Yeah, yeah. no, it's Araujo. Because that makes sense. His shorts are way too long. That's <laughs> no, not Araujo. That is Araujo. Look at it. It's 10. It's right. Araujo. I promise you. Maybe if we hit play, we're going to figure this out. Let's see. Yeah, you're right. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, you are right. It's Araujo. Yeah. So Araujo is out there by himself finally because Lennon's gone inside of him, and that's okay. Oh, that was not a sitter. No, actually, it wasn't. I actually thought Lennon did pretty well on that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did really well. I don't have a problem with that. But again, but why is he there? That's the question. Why is he there when Gutman is crossing it? Right? Who's back, Mikey Dobbs? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh... Oh, the madness of it all. So, Dave, <laughs> let's just rein it in for a second. Okay. Where, where are we going with this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Where are we going with the season? I don't know. It's going to be... Well, first off, let's... let's. Uh, did you guys look at the athletic uh, editors and where they thought Atlanta United would stack up in the, yes. in the East? We were ranked anywhere from second to, I think, 
twelfth, uh, twelfth or thirteenth. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. so, like, so nobody and, has any idea. And I think what, you know, and but what was more telling was the majority actually was on the bottom half. Like the average, yeah. if you yeah. looked at the average, yeah. the average was clearly like seventh or eighth in the Eastern Conference, and that's just eyeballing it yeah. out but of the, all the editors. Which when is, you have some people willing to put a second. Um, and in fact, I think somebody picked us for the supporter shield even, but anyway, the, um, if you have people willing to pick you second, that means on paper you have talent. Yeah. Right. But the fact that there are other people picking us as 13th means they have no confidence in the coach's Correct. ability okay. to take that talent. Okay. So I found that to be a little bit of credibility to our point of view here that the editors from the athletic <laughs> had that same lens on it. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be a long season. We knew it. Um, I think Pineda is only going to be able to get bailed out so many times, though, by last-minute wonders like that. And, and frankly, I think the frustration of the fans, if you see the quality of soccer, not coming to fruition. And that's the more important thing. I don't think the 17s are going to care if it's ex an exciting brand of soccer. But I don't know. You were there. I was watching on Apple TV. It did not look like a... A fun game. Carmen was the falling asleep. Number of, the number of times out on the counter in the first half that San Jose so easily got a numbers advantage, 4v2, 3v2, 4v3, right? I mean, and they're just really bad. They couldn't take advantage of it. A couple of times they should have scored. I mean, yeah. they were sitters, right? I mean, a good team would have been gone and home for nothing. I mean, it would have yeah. been for nothing in that first half. Right. And that to me is not, I mean, the, you know, sometimes you get unlucky in a game, you play, you know, well defensively. Right. Sometimes you get a little lucky. All these things happen. Right. But you cannot give up such easy chances with people to run at you, especially against a team like that. That's terrible. I mean, and, and San Jose looked really bad to me. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, hopefully they'll get better, I guess, if, for them. But if, if we were, to, I mean, it, it'll, I, I think this is, this is my painful prediction, though. Is that once we get Etienne starting, once Abram is starting, once Yakamakis is starting, mm -hmm. that this team is going to be able to drag itself forward till to sixth or seventh in the table, despite everything that you and I are just calling out. And and does that afford the rope to continue to be allowed? Yeah, I mean, like, if we just sneak in the playoffs, is that good enough? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You yeah, nine teams making the playoffs this and year. Yeah. And also a very imbalanced season. Like, you know, the fact that it's going to have, like, a win, a loss, a draw, a loss, a win, a draw, a loss, a loss, and then a win. Like, I, that's how I could see the season going very much like we saw in stints last year. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, uh, there's different kinds of sixth or seventh place performances, right? Um, you know, if you're looking like you're dominating games and not giving up silly chances, you know, and it's pretty close, maybe. But, you know, if there's sometimes when you play against a good team and suddenly you lose four or five nothing, that's not that's not good. Yeah. Right. Because that means you, you know, in those cases, you, you literally have no chance. And then the other thing is you say, all right, you know, that's the that's the craziness of Pineda's tactics that we give up stupid counterattack goals all the time. That's his M.O. But if you can score goals and you did know, it look like we could score goals in that game? No. 
But, you know, yeah. he would say, okay, he didn't have Yakomakis. Um, I don't know how Yakomakis changes that because we just not like we'd had any real. It's not like Jackson chances. Conway got yeah. any service. Like, as much as I want to get really touch the ball. Didn't really touch the ball, but no. he also didn't have any service. There was, I don't know what was going on with why even have a striker there. And do we have any sense what type of striker that Yakamaki, Papa Giorgio, it actually is? Like, is he like somebody who's coming in on crosses? Are we playing through balls? Is he checking? But what? what he can do a little bit of it all, right? You okay. know, he's a kind of he can head a goal, he can get behind. He's not so fast that that's his lightning thing, but he's strong. He's got a little bit of it all. He's sort okay. of like a much better version of Dom Dwyer kind of thing. Okay, you know? okay, I'll take that. Yeah. He, he seems to be able to have good timing of streaking into the box. Uh, more than anything, I think he's what I see from the, the, the limited highlights is he's got composure okay. to just know how to slow things down. And, and attitude, and, as you and, point out. <laughs> and attitude, right? But so it's a little bit of the attitude, right? Like you have to believe you're going to score. That guy uh-huh. believes he can score. And so it's a little bit of that combined with some composure and the commitment to just find the back of the net. And so I think he will. I think can he make us good? Or are y'all saying no matter what he does, our coaching is going to tank us? No, I mean, he can make us good because, you know, in a, in a game where you don't play well, right. If you have an Araujo takes on a guy or an Amato or a Wiley takes on a guy, gets, you know, a decent opportunity, gets a service in, then, you know, he goes and scores it against the run of play and you're still in the game. So, so that can happen. Um, and I think that's what Mikey Dobbs is sort of getting at, yeah. that is it just enough so that we occasionally do, you know, just enough? <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think okay. I believe in the talent of Yakimakis and, you know, some of these other folks. I think there was good player selection. I think that they're going to grind through a really long season to end up in a so-so position. And I would say as bad as I... I obviously didn't like the tactics and the, the, the pinching in and it cost us stupidly in this game, right? But I do like the fact that more times than last season we had at least three guys back. So I think Gutman and and either Abram or, or Parata along with Miles Robinson, when they're three in the back, not only can they sometimes, you know, take care sort of it. Sort it out, yeah. Um, but it also means we do have a shot at maybe turning the ball over sometimes in the midfield. And, you know, that only has to happen once in a while to get an extra goal. If we get an extra goal occasionally out of Yakomakis, we get an extra goal out of occasionally Sosa turns it over and gives us a good chance. And the other question I have, Dave, so just being optimistic here, right? Let's say everybody stays healthy and we have Sosa back, right? It does seem like, yeah, Lennon is like a chicken with his head cut off with the right. He's just doing what, what is commanded of him to go up the right side. Outside of that, there's a lot of soccer IQ on the field, though, right? So can they sort it out themselves is what I'm getting at. No, because when the coach is telling you those sort of tactics and you're starting there, it's impossible to sort out. I mean, you could see it, you know. You cannot sort out on a counterattack like Parada and Robinson and whatever we're doing, right? You cannot sort that out on the fly. It's just It's just too much. Right. Um, you know, I, I just don't think that that you can do that. Okay. I, I don't think that will work. I'm trying to be optimistic here. I like it, though. I'm appreciating your optimism, <laughs> <Right>? Mikey Dobbs. <laughs> I'm still 
pretty pessimistic. I just feel like it's it's so killing us because I also think that you know you pointed out in one of the previous previews that we did that if Araujo becomes you know grumpy um, because he's doing bar, the team's done. Yeah. Right. And if if Brooks Lennon is running into his space all the time, Araujo is yeah. going to be grumpy. He'll be grumpy by game four. Easy. Yeah. If this keep continues, I mean, even even with ties and wins, and him being in the position where he can't pick it up just at midfield and just attack people, like why can't we put him in that position? I don't want to even say because it it's just it's terrible, and I would never, ever, ever, ever wish for anything like this. But you know, there are occasional moments where a player gets an injury. If Lennon gets a knock, even for a game, and he puts in Hernandez and it unleashes everything, then sometimes it can fix itself. Yeah, right. That's 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 the answer. Um, is stop doing so that. There's some people, and look, we haven't seen a ton of Hernandez. I've seen mm-hmm. enough to feel like. He's a better defender than Lennon. Even if he's not, he'll stay back. <laughs> yeah. Even if he's not, he'll stay Even back. Even if, it, honestly, if Lennon was staying back, it would be way better Correct. than what it is. Right. It's exactly. It's a matter of just stay back. Yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to point out when you were talking about vis a vis last season, the other thing that if there was one change, if you did all the things that we did tactically, you still. Pineda still would have made the playoffs, in my opinion, last year if he had never played Rios Novo. He gave oh, up so many goals in the I middle agree. of that year. So that's another plus. You know, if you look, yeah, that's true. this team versus last team wins above replacement. Any goalkeeper on Rios Novo is, I yeah. mean, that's probably good for three wins. Yeah. That's a good point. So yeah. if you take three but, wins from last year's team, I mean, maybe, yeah. Carmen, you can look this up. I think we were a playoff team if we had three additional wins. I know. I think that's right, yeah. And, and again, us, we wouldn't have thought last year we would have made the top three or even four, but to finish 10th, like that's that was our point when we were talking to Nick, and I had to clarify that over text with him in our yeah. interview. It's like, look, I don't think that Dave and I ever expected us to be an MLS Cup champion with all the injuries like that is that is enough uh of an injury bug like there's enough things that happen in the season we're like yeah we probably weren't going to win the mls cup but why shouldn't we been up there pushing for fourth in the table i think that we should have been in that in that range right i think that's the takeaway oh yeah so where where it up i think we would have been fifth 49 if we go from 40 points to 49 yeah would have been fifth (laughs) <laughs> so there we go uh, to be honest with you rios novo and fifth would have like it wouldn't have been great but i would have been like okay i can and i you know I'll i've stop, said I'll this stop complaining i've said this a number of times you know when i've been watching other teams i'm like all these other teams can't be doing this but there are some other teams that are doing the same stupid tactics that we are and getting burned from it too right there's a lot of mediocrity um, in the MLS. So uh, it, it's not that hard. If you do the same stupid stuff as most of the teams, we have a better team, right? right. So, I mean, this is not what should happen, right? <laughs> but not what we should hope for. But if you do the same, if you have equally mediocre coaching, then we should finish a little bit above, right? Yeah. Because I do think, again, the roster is excellent, right? <clears throat> so... I watched the game on Apple TV. I don't know if you guys had a chance to go back and watch any of the replay. We're using it right now on the podcast, obviously. But uh, 
what what uh if any opinions you have on the uh the broadcast production from one thing MLS that streaming. i thought i was at the game so i wasn't watching it live but you know i wanted to actually look when i got home at some of the highlights mm -hmm. and maybe this is just because apple tv is new and it was opening day for mls but there was a very very long time for highlights to come out um, and they weren't ever on you. I don't think they still are on YouTube. They're only on um, the MLS page and on Apple TV. I was itself. wondering about that if they were going to share clips on Apple TV. Hmm. Uh, sorry, on YouTube. If, I don't if, think so. Usually they post the highlights. In the past, they've that's a mis that. that's a mistake from Apple TV if they're going to glom onto the only play. That's well, that's a, also a mistake for MLS not allowing whatever. Yeah, it might be a right. What, whatever thing, thing yeah. is in the contract for them not to allow the highlights to be on YouTube, that is a real mistake if that's the case. Real, that's a that's a letdown for for a lot of viewership and exposure to MLS. That is silly. They need to change that or fix that if that's the case. You got to be able to watch the highlights on YouTube. Too big of a platform. I agree. If you're not, if we have to pay. You're already having people who can't access yeah. it. Can we at least get I mean, to YouTube? At least be able to watch the highlights, highlights on YouTube. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, that's going to be something. I, I'm going to have some real strong opinions on that if that doesn't shift. Um, okay. okay. Apple TV's pregame. I don't think you guys are able to watch it. <laughs> I saw uh, you sent us a screenshot. So I, <laughs> I, I, was, kind, no, I was kind of excited at first, uh, and I, I see the potential for... The pregame, the exposure to like, wow, you, you've got the table of all these MLS teams. You start thinking about it. They're talking just the same way the EPL is like, you know, English Premier League mornings. Mm -hmm. It's like you're talking about the league. It felt cool. I was like, this is pretty neat. Uh -huh. I was I was pretty pumped up about it. Um, I, I don't have too strong of opinion on the cast. Uh, unfortunately, one of the women that was I don't know who she was. Like I think they they went way over the top with her dress, uh, apparel. There's just she was no wearing need. like six inch heels, six or inch heels, yeah, a yeah, pink yeah. pink dress. I didn't know who she was. I don't know if she was a former player, what the situation. But somebody should have, in even herself at her age, should have checked it and been like, "Look, give me some we nice don't need slacks. That. We no. don't need that. We don't need that." Just say your smart things. Like, and on. I don't even know that she was smart, but I'm just saying, at least start with a better. Might have been. Now the better wardrobe, but not yeah. not that uh, Bradley Wright Phillips look was looking too sharp either with his <laughs> silly sneakers. But whatever. But it goes back to what Kat said. I don't even know where we were when you said it. It was like you dress so no one notices. Exactly. Right. Just let yeah. the soccer and what you're saying right. speak for itself. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was yeah I was disappointed with uh, with yeah the way that they kind of allow the whole thing to just come off a little cheesy. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's opening day, so sometimes yeah. they figure it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, then did you watch any of the wrap up shows? No, no, I did not. Okay, they were okay. Uh, they were not as engaging as like the whip around type of shows I was expecting. So I was a little disappointed with that okay. in hindsight. Um, the app itself, in terms of navigating around and finding clips. It's a little confusing. Mm. Uh, like you said, you're trying to find highlights. You're trying to find yeah. 
It, it's for a while on the Apple TV clip, they had the full game you could replay, I think, and they had the goals. They didn't even have the highlights on Apple TV for a long time. Well, I that's I'm still I'm still unsure whether I am able to go back and watch the full Atlanta United San Jose game. I was only able to tonight find the the, the clips. For a while, I thought the full game was there, and I was surprised. And then it may be gone. I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe they don't know whether they're posting the full game or not. I don't know. Maybe they have a little things to sort out. Yeah, there's some things to sort out because, like, yeah, that's one of the nice things. Even on, like, ESPN Plus, you could go, go back and watch the full game, I think, later on. Mm-hmm. Or on, at mm-hmm. least on YouTube TV, on network broadcastings, the DVR had the game. If it was on YouTube, YouTube TV, I know I could absolutely go back and watch the full game all year if I wanted to get back to any of the games. I had it on my DVR. Yep. So that's really a knock on Apple TV if they don't have the full games to go back and watch. There. Can't be the case. They've got to have them, right? But come now on. one thing I want to comment on. Okay. So I have no idea whether this is new to our new general manager, but um, it seems like there's more transparency. So leading into this game – the club posted all the injury status for all the players. That's an MLS thing, though. I don't know. We haven't done that before. We've been in MLS before. It's because the MLS hired a new like data engineer and all this. Like The problem, that's what I was saying, I was excited about this oh. a couple months ago, is they've hired, it sounds like it's like a database issue okay. on the back end, right? So that the <laughs> website can be updated. Okay. Somebody can do the data entry to be like... So it's all of that. They've actually finally hired some people at the MLS to input the data. This is my take on it. All right. So I don't think it's Atlanta United specific. I think Atlanta United had in the past maybe said in the- But it was on our app. No, but right. But our app is the MLS's app. Okay. Didn't know that. It's owned by the MLS. MLS owns the whole. They, they, they I mean, they own the whole thing. Well, it's first one, and technically, for, it's all one franchise. For, first, and, first and foremost, they own all like the databases that power yeah. like the player mm-hmm. information. I'm sure that's all centralized. So I'm sure if Atlanta United was like, "Hey, here's our injury report," and it doesn't go into a database that informs all the MLS websites and apps, then that then then it's Fubar. No one can get it. Fubar. Nobody can get the information. <laughs> Go look that up, kids. Fubar. So the other thing that they posted for the very first time was the actual designation of our whole roster. Yeah. So there's no more guessing about who are the actual designated players, who has an international spot. So who are designated players? I would guess that it's Yakamakis. Yakamakis. Almada and Arujo, no? Yeah, although it's interesting. They have Almada listed as a young designated player. Oh, that's right. Is that a separate category? It is, and I forget what that affords us. I I should know know these things, but what do I know? And then the international spots are Abram, uh, Almada, Araujo, Yakomakis, Ronald Hernandez, Parata, and that's it. Yeah. And you know you can increase your number of international slots by buying that. You can buy them. Tam they even have whether the yams. people are there for Tam or Gam. And they have when the contract runs through. Look at this. All this information yeah. we're being oh, given. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I can handle it all. So do we have anybody who has contracts running out? 
Oh, I don't know. We do? You're nodding your head. Let us have. Let's <laughs> Which I was, my yeah, eyes yes. were about to explode out of my head. You know whose contract runs out at the end of this year? Who? Miles Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> don't we want to oh. sign them to extension, even if you're going to get rid of them? Yeah. Like, shouldn't yeah. he be signed now? Like, that suggests that if he gets through the end of the year, he's a free agent. Yeah. Like he does. So is the reason we haven't signed him because of just monitoring the uh, the injury? That's what I don't even I care. Like even that. when it, with the injury, you would re-sign him because there's value for yeah. sure. Yeah. But what does he want? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, you might want to re-sign him, but Miles' agent might be wanting right now before it's clear that he's going to play at the level he's playing. I know there's value, but right. what does his agent really want? Because, you know, I mean, this is a guy who's a rising star. It might just be a misalignment with what the MLS can afford. If he's asking for DP money, do you sign him as a DP? You re-sign him as a DP, Dave? That might be what they're asking for. This is a guy that might be a future U.S. men's national team starting yes. center back. I would say yes. If you have a chance to lock him in forever. Okay, so how are you going to do that if you just needed a striker with Well, Amada is not going to be around. Okay. Beyond this year. I so mean, maybe no that way. maybe There's no way we keep So maybe that's on. their plan. Maybe they go mm -hmm. summertime, right? They sell Almada, bring him back on loan to finish out the season, sign Miles Robinson in, into the third DP contract. Could maybe be. maybe they're thinking that way. Huh? Be. Huh? <laughs> All right, there's another player whose contract ends in 2023. Who is it? Jose, too. I don't think anybody's going to cry over that. No. Yeah, you're all right. There, and there is, God bless, there's a contract. I want to like Jose, too. There's a player that you'll never even consider. Like, who you wouldn't even, I mean, you won't even remember his name. <laughs> and who's on contract through 2025. Through 2025? Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to think through this for a second. He's a, through 2025. I don't really know who's on the team. <laughs> I'm going to guess Wolf. No. I mean, Tyler Wolf does have a contract through 2025, but okay. he's on the team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Can you even give us a hint? Like, I mean, Barco's no runs out here at the end of this year, so I don't know who. Oh. Yeah, or, or maybe I the, heard they were made. Yeah, according they, to this, they cut ties with that somehow. That they cut ties with that, although they yeah, still yeah. list him as on loan through twenty twenty three. But I yeah, think so. Yeah, they figured out a way to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I agree. I read something about that, but brain's not you working. Want to know who it is? Yeah, tell me. Let us know. Eric Lopez. No way. Who did? On contract through twenty twenty. Who is that? I don't even know who that Eric is. Eric Lopez. Uh huh. If, if people complain about what the people we we offer to, and and for the first time, as far as I know, maybe other people have access to it. We have transparency, and I'm like, ooh, that was a bad contract. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not even with the team. I don't even know who that is. Honestly, I don't know who that. But is. But he's actually technically, according to this, not on loan either. So is he playing anywhere? What's he doing? I guess technically he's eligible to play for the twos. Okay. But he's not even playing for the twos. I don't know. Is he playing for the twos? What's his name? Eric, Eric, Eric Lopez. Lopez. Yeah. Is he an American soccer player? He's no, American. he's South American. Okay, that's not him. Never mind. That's not him. That's a different Eric Lopez. <laughs> I guess Atlanta United. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Paraguayan. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
I have never seen this. This guy could come up, hit me in my face, and I would not know. He played a few times. Yeah, he played for... Remember they signed him, but there was a problem with his contract, so they had to play with the twos for a while. People kept saying, oh, just wait, just wait till he gets there. Uh And then he got there, and... (laughs) He plays as a forward. Can't he play for us? He's not that good, though. I guess not. (laughs) Is he better than Jackson Conway, though? I mean... I don't know. I, I don't think not. he could be worse. I mean, Jackson Conway at least scores for the twos a lot. So wait, what's this? Argentine Primera Division? He's yeah. supposed to be a good young player that we signed as like this, you know, potential guy, but he's gone nowhere. Oh, okay. Anybody else, Dave? Those were the ones that really stood yeah. out to me. Okay. Um, technically, Parata is still only on loan through 2023. We'd have to re-sign him, but that makes sense to me because I don't – you know, if Abram just steals his spot and makes it his own, then you don't want to re-sign him. So I think that's okay. So, Dave, we're playing Toronto this weekend, March 4th at 7.30 p.m. at home again. What is your prediction? I had, you know, if we, I think maybe um, we want to talk about, you know, the um, we didn't really talk about in the preseason. I think we missed a little bit. Talking about the whole league. Who do we like? Who do we don't like? You know, who do we think is going to finish where? I bring this up because to me, Toronto is absolutely reloaded and they finished horribly. They were below us. I think they were in 14th or 15th, but um, I had them uh, finishing second. Yeah, I. Okay, bold. Now, being fair, they lost their opening game, but they had a player red carded, I believe. Maybe you can look that up. I think there was a player red carded. So I saw the same thing from the athletic. I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, I thought next weekend's game would be kind of another San Jose type of competition. But yeah, everything that the athletic uh, on that conference was, I think they had them at first. Like it was like they were definitely up there in the top two in terms of. In terms of who they were thinking we're going to win that, that side of the Was conference. there a red card in this game? Scroll down. You would say it up top there. That's yeah. right. Maybe not. But they mm. there was a final. DC United scored 90 yeah. plus 8. I don't know. Go I, to the timeline. Maybe. I think. Who, I don't know. Who do you think is going to win the Sporter Shield, Dave? As you go. Um. You know, so one of the things I'll say is that the East is way better than the West. The West looks really um, weak to me. That being said, I still think that LAFC is the class of the whole league, um, even with losing um, um, Gareth Bale. What does the Union have to do to bring it across the line this year? I was going to say, I mean, the Union looks like the most... You know, the most solid pick for a great... They've had great season after great season. They keep doing well. But to me, I worry the Union is now in the CONCACAF Champions League and they're trying to fight, you know, of course, for the um, in the League's Cup and all this stuff. And I feel like they might get a little distracted. I don't think... I think they're still probably going to win the East, but maybe not the Supporters' Shield. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to say. The League's Cup... Yeah, Apple TV. Apple TV's platform has me pretty excited for that. Yeah, I can picture just like zoning in to some games on that and just <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Binging a little bit, right? Yeah, I'm gonna binge a little bit. I on think the I League's might Cup. watch the whole dang thing. <laughs> Greg Garza, whatever, called a money grab. I'm in. I want to watch it. Give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> I already paid the money. Right? I'm gonna watch. Oh, right. So yeah. Me as well. Oh, oh, yeah. 
All right. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be exciting. So, so if you maybe Carmen, you'll call up the table again. So in the East, you know, who do we like? Um, Cincinnati. Um, to me, Noonan looks like a terrific coach. Um, they have really built that roster. Um, you know, they look for real. I think they could contend for the East title. Yep. Um, Toronto in the East for sure. Um, Philadelphia, those look like the class of the East, but the East looks solid top to bottom. I think Orlando, I hate to say it, you know, those people think Nashville? Is, our, is our Nashville. I think Nashville is certainly going to make the playoffs. I, I feel like they haven't really necessarily reloaded like you might have thought. Cincinnati. I think Columbus is going to have a big improvement. I really like their coach, the guy who came from Montreal. Um, you don't think Cincinnati's going to make a push? No, I did. That's what oh, I said. Okay. I right. said Cincinnati. So I, to me, I would have said, you know, Philadelphia, Cincinnati are 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 the class of the whole East. I mean, uh, I think you got to push the power button in on that computer. Look at that! Boom. Just, whoosh, That's why I get paid the big yeah. bucks. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I think New York City FC is due to a real setback. They lost the coach. They lost all the talent. They lost, I mean, everybody gone from that. Sean Johnson's gone from that. I just see them plummeting. Um, Red Bull, middle of the pack. Um, Miami, what do you think of Miami? I think that uh, we're going to be crying in a little bit. Yeah, you think Miami's going to finish above us? I do. Uh, no. I no, do. No, no. Toronto is absolutely loaded. The two, they got two Italian players. I mean, the, the guy in Sydney for, for, for Toronto, I mean, as far as I know, he might still be captaining the Italian national team. I mean, he is a legit player. Um, and he's not that old. He's like 30. <laughs> like, yeah. for MLS. Yeah, that's like, and, uh, and then yeah. the other guy they got with him, and I cannot That messy guy is name. like 35, I think. So So if you call up the uh, the Toronto roster, the other guy who's also Italian, like the, the, uh, Federico Bernadeschi, Ooh, right? Those well two guys could really play. I mean, really, really play. They got an extra midfielder. They got Sean Johnson in goal. I mean, they reloaded all over the field. That And they still have Bradley as the coach who, you know, I mean, Bradley has his yeah. moments and not moments, but he's proven that he can is do Michael well. Is Michael Bradley still playing for them? I think he's still on that roster. I think he is. Yeah, I think he's there to, that. you know, yeah. for veteran presence. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll be out there starting, I bet. Probably. Did yeah. he start the first game? There he is, Michael Bradley. But that, that side, if you look up and down, it is uh, loaded. Asaria, I mean, they, they just loaded. They just... Um, I heard maybe Insigne got a little bit of knock in the first game, though. So that that's a minus if he's injured. Yeah. But, um, I mean, maybe if he's injured for our game this weekend. <laughs> he, I don't want him injured right, a long so time, but if he skips our game, that would be... Predictions. That'll work. At home against Toronto, reloaded, a lot of talent. Do we win? Do we I have lose? a prediction. If Do you we want draw? me to go first, I'm willing to. You want Carmen? You want to go? Okay. I'm going to go Toronto 2 1. <sighs> We're losing at home. Yeah. What do you got? Given what you just showed me there, I'm going to say we're going to lose. I think it partially depends on whether Insignia is actually in the lineup or whether his knock 
prevents him from playing. Okay. He's that he's that big an impact for that team. Okay. I mean, that guy is I mean, he's a he's a legit I mean he's still probably yeah. a top twenty striker in Europe <laughs> kind of good. Like I'm yeah, I'm kind of just going on gut at this point from a lot of it is what I just saw from Atlanta United and the the opener more than anything. And assuming Toronto is a team that a lot of people are predicting to be high on the table, I'm going to say we lose uh, three to one at home. Wow. I thought I was going to be the least optimistic. I was about to say I forgot my optimism. I'm sorry. Uh, I went, I'm going to go with a 2 2 tie again. Okay. <laughs> going with a draw. All right. Okay. So, how are we going to get that? Where are we gonna? I think we can score. I mean, I I think you know, I'm, you know. How though? Where were we? Where was the Salmada? <laughs> <laughs> where? But where was even like up until the ninetieth minute? Where was the build up even for Amada? Where you know, it wasn't there? I mean, one thing you got. I mean, we have one more game without Sosa, which really hurts. Yeah. Because I mean, I think if this team is going to be decent. The back three has to provide a little bit more of protection and that allows Sosa to go hunting. And if that happens, then this team could really turn a corner. I mean, really, really, really could. But, um, yeah, Sosa's not available. Uh, I would assume, God bless, that uh, Yako Makis is going to be available. That's another guy. So what's the visa deal there? Well, they said it was going to be coming through any day, and it didn't. Um, so you've got to assume... Got to, but I mean, you would hope. What's so? Where's the holdup on the visa? Is it over in in Greece somewhere? Is it? Is it? Where's the? Where's the? It's origin? U.S. I mean, it's the U.S. But the, he has to apply as a Greek, you know, citizen and international. He has to apply for a work permit, basically. Well, but right, where's the? Just because, yeah, I mean, the U.S. has to approve it. Yes, but where is the logistical holdup? I guess is what I'm asking. Is it sitting in a queue somewhere? I have no idea. Nobody that has said the USQ is so long that they can't review it and say yes, you're able to work here, or is it paper? I, I don't. I just don't get how all this. I feel like all of it shouldn't even matter. I feel like Uncle Arthur should have paid somebody by this point yeah. to have this person have a visa and <laughs> be playing. By yeah, now. aren't those guys who will get you like a passport in like six hours? Right? Like, you think? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you would. Think. No, visa is not a passport. But um, <laughs> just like someone explained Tam and Gam to me, I would love to know the passport or the visa drama here. Like, what are the the little things that have to happen, right? Because we knew we were, I mean, we knew we were going to sign this guy, right? It wasn't a secret. And then it took whatever, the negotiations finally happened. We finally signed him. So why the hell aren't all the ducks in a row to make it happen once we go, right? So to me- I think you can't initiate it until you have that, You can't, right? no, right. You, you, you can't, can't right? So right. why is there not clear communication then to be like, hey, the issue, like, and maybe it's out there. Maybe I haven't read the right article that- it's sitting with this group right here. We did. We got it in the very first minute we could. It's sitting with this group, and now it needs to go to this group. And here's, I have to here's say, the hold this up. is the one. Moment, Where's the hold up? This is the one moment I have not been impressed with Lagerway so far. I mean, he said that he was really angry that Celtic really held things up because that he knew was fighting into their visa issue, and I'm like. Celtic has a right to negotiate the price that they want to negotiate, right? It's, yeah. it's up to us to start the bidding earlier, right? Right. That's not their problem, yeah. right? I mean, I think, you know, he threw it on them and he was like, they were just, 
And I think he felt at the end they were haggling over very small things and they could have been like, yes, you know, and right. we'll, we'll sort out the last bit of details. But that's not their... They don't have to do that for us. Yeah. They have no obligation to us. We have got to start things earlier. Now, you can't blame that on Lagerway because he just got here. Right. right. So maybe you would say, all right, the thing that he yeah. does is we have to have... We need to have a plan going right into the off season, right? The teams that are really good, like if you see Manchester City these previous years, like the season ends and two days later, oh, we're announcing the signings. Yeah. You're like, so boom. That's exactly what happened with Yakamakis is there was a punch list of a bunch of shit they were haggling on. Uh -huh. And somebody didn't quickly go through it and say, yes, no, no, yes, yes, no. And be like, that's our final offer. Take it or leave it. Either you get bullied by Celtic on stuff like that, or you just say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna just move this along and pay the whatever to like deal with these concessions." Nobody, somebody dragged their feet in that two week period. I could tell that there was yeah. No, Celtic no, was clearly dragging their feet, but that's not their well, like they have a right to do that. Correct. So, but my point is, is somebody at Atlanta United needed to step up to the plate immediately with urgency and say. Yes, no, yes, yes, no, just like they finally did. I think they did that, but they were like, every time they did that, Celtic took a long time to turn it around, and they were frustrated by that. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm frustrated by that too, but that's not their problem. You're the ones who started the transfer saga with, you know, how, you know, already the preseason underway, right? But that's my point, is if you started late and you're going to get nicked away, then your next decision would be to get fine. It's, it's more important to move fast and get suckered by them in their negotiations. I think they did do that, but and I just think say, there's check, nothing check, they check, could check, do. They check. were just like, okay, let me think about your check, 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 check for a little while. <laughs> That's my point. Shouldn't have thought about it. Should have just said. No, I mean, Celtic did. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. You can oh, only okay. do so much on your side. Even if you turn it back to All them, right. check, 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 check in five hours, right? They can be like. Okay, I see your checks. Yeah. Let, me, uh, yeah. let, let me go down to the pub and have a Guinness. Yep. And uh, I know it's Scotland, right? So they have what? It's not a Guinness. Strongbow or something. Strongbow, like that. maybe. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Anyway, but uh, and then, <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, sorry, I got carried away at the pub, and uh, you know." Now I'm a little hungover, so um, I got to sort that out, and then I'll think I'll get back to you. That's how I negotiate all, right. all contracts. All right, so we got <laughs> a two-one loss, three-one loss, and a tie. We have some optimism. I have some optimism. Elliot okay. says Atlanta's winning two to one. Two to one. I like it. Yes. But you should reply. What did Elliot call for the first game? Oh, I don't know what Elliot. Right. You probably couldn't hear us. Yeah, Elliot. <laughs> Elliot might be. If you're out there, text a uh, uh, message us with uh, what you thought was going to yeah, be the score of the first. Even game. if you have to go back to your honest self, back. Yeah, you got to right. be honest. Got to be honest. Right. Be honest. Now Tyson agreed with me with the one-two loss. This yeah. Going. yeah. So, I mean, Toronto's going to be angry, you know, from that for opening loss. Yeah. And if they have the full team, we could get. Oh, what did you think of St. Louis's Honestly, uh, last minute win against uh, Austin FC? Amazing. But what I was going to say is if we gave up the kind of counters that we gave up to San Jose and Insignia's in the game, he's going to score a hat trick. Yeah. I don't know who the old guy was that scored for St. Louis <laughs> at the very waning minutes. Yeah. Uh, that's how I feel on Wednesday nights. Like, he. He ran all the way down. He looked like he was like 43, uh, ran all the way down. He like outside. The, it was a great goal. Like, I mean, he bombed down 
and just outside of the footage of the far post won the game, fell down, his whole body cramped up because he tried to do a slide like a 26-year-old. <laughs> Unbelievable. How did I miss that? Uh, it was really good. You should go back on, and watch the highlights of that. Um, yeah, and they had to, like, drag him off the field because he was yeah, cramping I mean, up. Who thinks? who would have ever predicted that – Austin loses to St. Louis City on opening day. I mean, that was the shock result, right? Yeah, so St. Louis... Well, the also shock result was that the Trafico, they scheduled the Trafico, you know, that's LAFC oh, yeah. versus yeah. Galaxy for opening day, which they, I don't think they've ever done that before, oh, as no. far as I know. Maybe that I, not you correct me if I'm wrong. And it got snowed out in LA. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy snowed freaking out. weather. What? <laughs> yeah. Rescheduled no. to like June or July, I think. Snowed out in LA on opening day. Yeah. Compute. <laughs> <laughs> Someone today that I was on a work call with in San Diego said so it was raining there in San Diego. Yeah, so yeah, the, the, it's yeah. crazy. It's global warming stuff is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. All right. Well, hey, you know, let's hope we're off to a good start. And and let's hope Elliot is correct. The problem is I just, I hope we play well and it's not just some little miracle things. Would you rather play well and lose in this second game than play terribly and get bailed out again? thousand percent i just want to see some good soccer wait you agree or disagree with him i agree actually because you know if you get bailed out again it's unsustainable yeah right so yeah you could be happy for another day but then i'd rather it's only a matter of time before you get hammered and lose i would rather be here on the next podcast excited to talk about wow we actually doing the ball around like i pineda saw something pineda's doing the right thing i want to be saying that on the next podcast more than wow what a golasso and Boy, we looked real dicey. I just that's not the conversation I want to be having on this podcast. It's not why I started you this podcast. You want to hire Tonya Harding for Brooks Lennon? Tonya Harding just take a, <laughs> take a, a whack, a, take a whack to the knees. I love it. Who is who is the other skater that uh, Nancy, Nancy Kerrigan? Kerrigan. Yeah, Nancy yeah. Kerrigan. Yeah. Uh, Listeners, no, I mean, go bless. look that up on we, the internet. Foobar. People are gonna think I'm really horrible person, but I, I never would see. ever, 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 ever want Brooks Lennon to get injured. And to be honest with you, I don't even think Brooks Lennon necessarily has to come out of the starting eleven. He just either he has, has to stay, stay back. back or he has to go yeah. into an attacking role. I, th- I I honestly think if he just said, dude, play fullback, just stay back. He'd be fine. He'd actually have the, because there's always a moment when you need to run forward and overlap. As well, to fullback. be honest oh, with yeah. you, if he took his time, right, and he bided his time and he allowed Araujo to dribble, 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 and then occasionally late got in there, they, Araujo would find him in acres of space and he yeah. would have all time to whip in these great crosses and we would score off of them because yeah. they'd be in rhythm and yeah. he's a terrific deliverer of the ball. That's what he saying. doesn't have to beat anybody because Araujo is taking all the attention. That's what, the thing is, the people say, oh, like he... He, yeah, he can cross the ball. It's yeah. just at the wrong time. Well, the other thing is so many times in this game, we found him early. He was staring at their left back. He is never going to take that guy on because he can't win that battle. Yeah. He's not a dribbler. Ever, ever, ever. Right. He's not a dribbler. He's got a great motor. He can get up and yeah. down. He's got a terrific delivery of a cross. He obviously can get in the box and do some things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a grinder. Okay, we talked about it all. Carmen, anything we missed? I got nothing else, guys. We got it all. All right.
Look forward to seeing you We're next sorry about Monday. all the technical issues. That's all on me. Letting Dan make too many decisions. <laughs> <laughs> We're figuring it out. Yeah. We'll get it. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening.